0: Hey, it's me again, Tony Farinella, back with flicks and football. I'd like you to listen to yesterday's episode, if you're a football fan, where I talked about the firing of Mike McCarthy of the Green Bay Packers. This episode is going to be completely devoted to flicks. This one's on time. Yesterday's was a day late, so I'm going to try to keep this on track as best as I can. I've recently seen three movies, two in the movie theater, and one on Blu-ray. The movie that I watched in the theater first was Green Book, strangely directed by Peter Fairley. Yes, you heard that right. Peter Fairley of the Fairley Brothers, Peter and Bobby Fairley. I've had the pleasure of interviewing Bobby Fairley in the past for The Heartbreak Kid, the Ben Stiller movie that came out, I think about 11 years ago. I've ne- I've never talked to uh, Peter Fairley, unfortunately. For me, their work is sort of hit or miss. Some stuff I find very... Very hilarious, especially there's something about Mary. It's probably my favorite film of theirs. Up until Green Book, starring Vigo Mortensen, Mahershala Ali, and Linda Cardellini. Vigo Mortensen plays Tony Lipp. He's a tough guy bouncer at the Copacabana. Ends up being unemployed thanks to a mold issue at the Copacabana. When he's not stuffing his face and winning hot dog eating contests, he's looking for another job. And it just so happens that he gets hired to drive around Dr. Don Shirley, played by the Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. Now, he's not a real doctor in the sense of someone you go to see if you have a cold or something of that nature, but... He is a doctor, and he's very good at the piano. And he's very prim, very proper, takes care of himself, keeps himself in great shape, always dresses very well. And Tony Lip, Viggo Mortensen, is the complete opposite. He just kind of wears whatever, slits back his hair, eats like a pig, as I said Wins hot dog eating contests to try to win money and feed the family. He's got a couple of kids. And, and he's got a very loving and devoted wife. Played again by Linda Cardellini. So, at first he's apprehensive about taking this job. They're going to be traveling through the deep south in the in the 1960s. And you can do the math on how that would be problematic. And from there it's your... Typical road trip movie between two people who could not be more different. Uh, Viggo Mortensen gained 45 pounds for this role. He is not Italian, although he comes across very well as an Italian. Uh, Mahershala Ali brings class and dignity and respect as Dr. Don Shirley. It's a very understated yet powerful performance where Tony Lip, Viggo Mortensen... Gets to do a lot of the comedy and has some of the more richer material to eat, eat, eat up the scenery with. We see them travel through all parts of the Deep South and all the troubles that come with it. We see them butt heads. We, th- we see them become friends. And it's a, it's a fairly standard road movie, and I don't mean that as an insult, but that's what it is. However, what uplifts this movie to make it different, despite what you would expect happens, happens in this movie, are the performances, and chemistry is a word that's thrown around a lot in film, and the chemistry between Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali is spot on. Uh, this is really Viggo Mortensen's film, which, which surprised me. I thought that um, it would be a little bit more back and forth as far as 50% of the good scenes would go to Vigo Mortensen, 50% would go to Mahershala Ali, but it's really, the actor that gets the biggest laughs and has the best lines, as I mentioned, is Vigo Mortensen, and he is fantastic in this film. He's funny, he knows when to dial it back, he's not too over the top, so he kind of gets the more, I guess you'd say, meteor role, to, he, has more to, he has better lines written for him, more to do, where Dr. Don Shirley, uh, Mahershala Ali, he's sort of the the straight man, doesn't really get a chance to do a whole lot, but what he does with the scenes he's given are incredibly powerful. Including the scene where they're outside in the rain, and he says, which it's in the trailer, where he says, if I'm not black enough, and if I'm not white enough, then tell me, what am I, Tony? And that's a really... Pivotal scene in the film, and I don't want to give too much away. But again, it, it is a formulaic picture. What happens is what you would expect to happen. But that doesn't take away from the power of this film. You can do a film that's been done before, the road trip buddy movie, with you know one person being obnoxious, you know one person being more straight laced. However, it needs to be done in a way where it's filmed beautifully, which it is by Peter Fairley. It needs to be acted really well. Vigo Mortensen should get a Best Actor nomination for this role, which I think he will. I'm not sure if Mahershala Ali will. No disrespect to him. It's just that he is not really given a whole lot to do, really, and that's because of the screenplay and and the directing. I was that's the only kind of disappointing part was I thought it would be a little bit more back and forth. There is back and forth, but Vigo. As I said, he is getting more of the bulk of the work here. He's getting the lion's share of the work. And he knocks it out of the park. One of the best performances he's, he's ever given. But because there's not more of Mahershala Ali, and he doesn't get a chance to show off more of his acting chops, he does get a little bit of a chance, but not, not as much as I would have liked. Because of that, because that the film is 2 hours and 10 minutes, and because of its formulaic nature, I'm going to give... Green Book in A minus see it right now it is playing in theaters it is a really good movie that will have you crying and laughing which are two of the best emotions to feel in my opinion at the movie theater The next movie I will be discussing is Creed 2 I really enjoyed what they did with Creed in 2015 which was directed by Ryan Coogler who also directed Fruitvale Station also starred Michael B. Jordan and what they brought back to the franchise in terms of legitimacy in terms of respect and they also brought back Stallone and they were smart to keep him out of the ring keep him as trainer and a mentor to Adonis Johnson the son of, of Apollo Creed and I also really enjoy the work of uh Tessa Thompson as Bianca, his uh girlfriend. And um, she's also a musician. She's she's incredibly talented in this film and brings a lot to it, both uh musically and also with her performance. Uh Stallone, he sorta of steps in the background, uh, for this one, I must say. He's not as uh he's not as prominently displayed, which I think is is by, uh, is by design. It's, it's the Michael B. Jordan show, and he gives it his all, and from every intense facial expression that he has, from every line of dialogue and the way he reads it, you can tell he's, he's giving everything he has physically, mentally, to this performance. This time, they bring back... Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago, and his son, Victor Drago. They also bring back Bridget Nielsen, who was in Rocky Four. Many people have compared this, or have called this a sequel to Rocky Four. and in many ways it is that, but as a standalone film, it's two hours and ten minutes, just like Green Book. All the uh, boxing scenes are very well done. They don't last too long, but they get the point across. And they show the the dedication that uh, Michael B. Jordan has put into giving it his all. The last half hour of the movie, which is... I'm not spoiling anything. I'm sure you all know this. is going to end with a, a boxing scene between Drago and Creed. Is very, very well done. The aftermath of that is also incredibly moving and powerful. Everything before that that leads up to it builds it up very nicely. It's a slow burn, but never boring. I really enjoyed myself with Creed 2, and it leaves you I'm trying to phrase this in a way where it's not giving away too much, but it ends on the right note, is all I will say. It ends on just on just the right note. I'm sure they're going to do more of these films. Um, Stallone has come out and said he's not going to do anything else with these films, but that can always change. But he's really more in the shadows in this film, which is fine. I think that's the way he's pa- he's passing the torch to Michael B. Jordan. And um, this was a really entertaining, fun story about redemption, about making your own name, about knowing that what you do affects the people around you as well, and it's not all about you. So I'm going to give Creed II a B plus a little long in the tooth. I, I did mention it was a slow burn, but some scenes could have been cut in my opinion. Um, it is formulaic, much like Green Book, but because it's done so well, filmed so well, acted so well, it elevates the material. There aren't really any big surprises here. There is one character that comes back, which I'm not going to say, which was a really nice, uh, a really nice way to let Stallone walk out of the franchise in a way that's dignified and makes sense after he's been through eight of these movies. So, if if they make a Creed three, I'll see it, but. Even And even though Stallone's in the background, I feel like he plays such an important part in these movies that without him, even though Michael B. Jordan and the filmmakers that they've chosen, uh, Stephen Cappell Jr. for this one, Ryan Coogler for the last one, they're getting, they're getting really good filmmakers. They're writing really good scripts. Um, they're filming them really well, really intense, really in-your-face. Everything means something. And that's what I liked about Creed and Creed 2 is that things matter and things have consequences and there's actions behind them and there's you understand the character's motivations. But it was it was a little disappointing to, to see Stallone fade into the background. It would have been nice to see him a little bit more even though they want to kind of politely, which I'm because I mean, he was one of the screenwriters for this film. I'm sure he sort of wanted to end it the way he wanted to end it on his own terms. I still would have liked to have seen more of it because I, I, I think him and Michael B. Jordan have a good back and forth, kind of the old generation meets the new generation. So there would be a B-plus for Creed two. The last film I watched, I watched it last night, is officially, and I'd be hard-pressed to see a film that could be any worse than it, the worst film of 2018, The Nun. I am sick and tired of these Conjurings, these Insidious, these Nuns, these Annabelles, all these spin-offs. The only films that I've enjoyed, I enjoyed the first two Conjurings, and I enjoyed Annabelle Creation. I did not enjoy the first Annabelle. I thought Annabelle Creation was a really, really good movie, and it surprised the hell out of me. The Nun is incomprehensible, boring, dull, not scary, worst movie of 2018. Please do not rent it. Do not waste your time. Do not waste your money on this movie. I should have shut it off, but for me, I just, even when a movie's terrible, once I've invested a half hour or so into it, I always have hope that it will turn itself around. The Nun does not do that. This one gets a big, fat F. Worst movie of 2018, The Nun. So, to recap, Green Book, A-, Creed two B+, The Nun, F. With Green Book and Creed, they both are 2 hours and 10 minutes. They're both formulaic, but the reason they got such high grades is because the actors rise above the scripts, which aren't terrible scripts, but they're just formulaic, and they follow all the beats and they do what you what you expect them to do. There's nothing in either film that I think will surprise you. I will say that. But that doesn't mean you don't enjoy yourself. It's like going out to a pizza place you enjoy. The pizza you know the pizza still tastes great even though you know what you're going to get. The nun I was hoping would be I don't know, halfway watchable. It was it's completely unwatchable the nun. That's why it gets an F. I'll be back on Friday with Flicks and Football, talking football, previewing the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons at Lambeau Field. I'm Tony Farinella. Thank you for listening to Flicks and Football. Check out Creed Two and Green Book in theaters, and if you see The Nun at Red Box, walk right past it and move on with your life. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you on Friday.